She's passionate about the truth of God's word and will tell you like it is. Autumn Miles is best-selling author of three books, popular speaker, CEO, wife of 17 years, and mom of four kids, and not to mention, everybody's best friend. With fresh biblical insight, she dares you to step out in raw faith. Hey, hey, guys. How are you guys doing out there? It's your girl, Autumn Miles. And here we go. We are headed into a new year. I I don't even... When did this happen, you guys? When did this... I what I the last I checked it was like July. What where did August, September, October, where did they go? Is anyone out there like that? I feel like the older I get and I'm only 41, so it's I'm not like ancient or anything, but let me tell you, these years like a year is like a month these days and like a month is like a week and a week's like a day. Everything is shortening. So anyway, we face another new year and I've got a new year thought for you today. Okay. I'm not going to go like full fledged message. You guys here. And this is really funny. Like I say this, but you know, I'm probably going to actually do that anyway. (laughs) Uh, I've got a couple thoughts for you guys today and I'm actually not going to do a monologue today. We, we had an excellent, excellent Christmas. And I pray that you had an excellent Christmas as well. We are actually recording this before Christmas, but I am believing in faith. We are going to have an excellent, excellent Christmas. And so, so are you. But I want to in this week that kind of the world slumbers and the world sleeps and we spend time with family and stuff. I want to make this short so you can actually listen to the whole thing because I'm not quite sure what's going on in your world. Some thoughts for you in the coming year as we face 2022. God really laid this on my heart. I actually had a production meeting yesterday about something different I was going to share. And she was literally mid-sentence in what I was going to share. And I was like, I can't do it. I'm not doing that. I have to do what the Lord is telling me. It's a little raw. It's a little, it's not, it's not greasy. Like I like to say, I like a greasy message where I have every, all my, all my chapter verses, everything lined up, but I thought I would, I would frame it in a thought for you. You know, the Bible says in Genesis one, one in the beginning, God, in the beginning, God. And as you face this new year, I want you, I want that to become your mantra, right? In the beginning, God. When we put God at the beginning of our beginning, literally nothing is impossible. And I have done this for years and years and years. You know, a lot of churches fast the first month of the of January. A lot of churches do maybe a week fast. Some of them do 40-day fast. I think our church is doing like a 21-day fast, which is absolutely amazing. But that is a way to put God at the beginning, in the beginning, God, okay? So as you start this new year, no doubt there'll be lots of people that are making commitments and resolutions and all this kind of stuff. But really, all you need to do is put God at the beginning of your beginning. And I say all that because God laid a very special group of people on my heart 
last night. And when Amanda was talking to me, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't even, (laughs) I can't, we can't continue in this line of thinking. I have to do what God told me. He, he told me that there were going to be people that are listening today, not to sound weird, but listen, I hear from the Lord and that's what he told me. There are going to be people that are listening today that are beginning again. You're beginning again. There are going to be people that are listening today that have been through so many different things in 2021. And it's caused two two different groups of people. Number one, people that are struggling with fear, anxiety, frustration, and anger. All uh, a bunch of mental attack. That's one group of people that I believe need this word because you, when you begin again in 2022 or right now, because you can begin again right now, God needs to be in the beginning of that beginning. And there's a second group of people I want to address in just the next few minutes. Those that are beginning again, this is your second time that you are beginning because you are leaving behind a lifestyle of maybe addiction. I don't know what it is. Let's just leave it at addiction, but you fill in the blank. If you are leaving behind a lifestyle that you didn't feel like glorified the Lord, two people, one person has been attacked in their mind and the other person, it needs to move on from their past. Okay. And God gave me two people in in scripture that really spoke to me so clearly about this. One of them, we're going to go old and new Testament today because I'm obsessed with the both of them. And when they intersect, oh my goodness, hallelujah. It is so good. Okay. I want to go to uh, Gideon for a minute. Now, if I had another kid, I would name him Gideon. Of course, if it was boy, I don't know. I might name a girl Gideon too. I don't really know. That's how much I love Gideon. That's how much I identify with Gideon. Gideon was no joke, you guys. And I love him. I have preached him a lot over the years. But this stuck out to me today for those of you that are going to begin again with God, of course, in your beginning. Listen to this. Judges uh, 6, 11 says this. The angel of the Lord came and sat under the oak that was in Oprah. It's not Oprah like Oprah, Oprah. It's like a place which belonged to Joash, the Abizarite. And his son, Gideon, was beating out the wheat in the wine press in order to save it from the Midianites, okay? The angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, the Lord is with you, valiant warrior. Then Gideon said to him, oh, my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are all his miracles? Where they go? which our fathers told us saying, did the Lord not bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hand of Midian. The Lord looked at him and he said, go in this, your strength and deliver Israel from the hand of Midian. Have I not sent you? He said to him, oh Lord, how shall I deliver Israel? Behold, My family is the least in Manasseh, and I am the youngest in my father's house. But the Lord said to him, surely I will be with you, and you shall defeat Midian even as one man. So Gideon said to him, if now I have found favor in your sight, then show me a sign 
that it is you speak with me. Please don't depart until I come back to you and bring you an offering and lay it before you. And he said, I will remain until you return. Now, this, I know the backstory of this. I've preached the backstory of this. What has happened, happened, just to give you a real quick snapshot, is the Midianites have come and what they've done is they have completely destroyed the farmland of uh, the nation of Israel. They've completely destroyed it. They knew that they, the Midianites knew that they could not overtake Israel. So they were basically terrorizing Israel. Okay. Uh, You can't live without food. The Midianites were smart. And so they knew that. So at night, and you can read this in the first part of Judges chapter six. I just, I want to keep this short for you guys today. At night, the Midianites would go and they would completely ravage the farmland. So the, the Israelites would go out, they would plant during the day. And then at night, their farmland would be ruined and they would wake up and it would be ruined. Okay. This, it says in the text, actually, I could find it for you. Judges 6, 6 says, so Israel was brought very low, very low, very low because of Midian. And not just the nation of Israel. We see what the nation of Israel was feeling in Gideon, in the text, in the narrative. What was, and not just in the narrative, in the action of what Gideon was doing. Now, a lot of preachers have preached this over years. I don't agree with this, and you don't have to agree with me. A lot of people are saying that they were, that Gideon was scared, so he was hiding in a wine press. That's not to me the way the text reads. Maybe I just have a little bit more fight in me than other people. The text does not read that Gideon was scared. The text reads that Gideon was mad. And he was so smart that he figured out a way to be able to beat out the wheat to protect it from the Midianites. It shows me that he was frustrated and he's in this wine press. He's smart enough to know. And we know that he's a warrior because that's how God addressed him. It doesn't say, there you are, you valiant wimp. The Lord doesn't address him like that. That that would be a wimp in a wine press. No, this is a warrior who has figured out a way how to how to save the wheat and how to protect it from Midian. Okay, and he's mad. And God says to him, go in this, your strength. But one of the things in the narrative that I want to point out to you today is his interchange with the Lord. Uh, verse 11, Gideon was beating out the wheat in the wine press in order to save it from the Midianites. He was smart. He figured out how to save it. He's a warrior. Okay. Warriors are smart. Listen, the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, the Lord is with you, valiant warrior. And then we hear the mental anguish Gideon has been in. He says it. Oh my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? And where are all his miracles that our fathers told us about? Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hand of Midian. Now listen, this tells me this dude's angry. It tells me he's frustrated. He's got a little fight in him, which is why I like him, (laughs) because I got a little fight in me. But he has literally stored up a lot of emotions. 
And God wants him actually to move forward, not as a victim of his emotions, but as a victorious warrior for his purpose. He says this, the Lord looked at him and said, go in this, your strength, and deliver Israel from the hand of many. Go in this strength. All this that you're feeling right now, use it. Use it for my glory. He said to him, oh, Lord, how shall I deliver Israel? We hear this. We hear the mental anguish. We hear the frustration. We hear the doubt. We hear the second guessing. We hear him self-deprecating. I'm the youngest in my father's house, Lord. Don't you know? Don't you know? I am. what What are you even talking about? But the Lord said to him, surely I'll be with you and you shall defeat Midian even as by one man. I felt the Lord strongly tell me today that there's going to be some Gideons listening. You've been through so much mentally, anxiety, fear. You've been scared. And honestly, for good reason, you guys. I mean, I know we're all human that are listening to this today. We're all human. I'm human with you, okay? God never said you don't have a reason to be frustrated. He said, no, 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 no. That season is ending. I want you to begin something new for the nation of Israel. I want you to be my warrior. I want you to defeat the Midianites. That All this frustration and anxiety ends today. And you're going to defeat him with my help, even by one man. Those of you that are struggling, you might just be God's Gideon. And he might want to do something so spectacular with you in 2022. I know that he does. He needs you to begin again. In 2022, look at it, begin again. Lose some of these anxious thoughts and step into 2022 knowing that the Lord walks with you you begin again without some of this anxiety and fear. Because if the Lord walks with you, who can be against you? The second group of people, and then I'll be done. I know that took a lot longer than I kind of told you it was going to. The second group of people is, is those people that are beginning again from a past. And you can define it. Sometimes I hate to put words in, in, I hate to give you examples because I want the spirit of God to speak to you of whatever that is. But most of us know who we are (laughs) if we have a past. I use addiction, but it could be anything. God wants you to begin again. And he wants you to understand that he is the source of your strength. And you can move forward and start anew. The woman that came to mind is the woman at the well. Now, this message has been preached a million ways, uh, but I, I really love it in this specific context. John 4, 7 says this, there came a woman of Samaria to drink water. And Jesus said, give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Therefore, the Samaritan woman said to him, how is it that you being a Jew ask me for a drink. It was crazy. Samaritans and Jews, they weren't friendly. Okay. Since I am a Samaritan woman, four Jews had no dealings with Samaritans. (laughs) That's what the verse says. Told you. Jesus answered and said to her, if you knew the gift of God and who it was that says this 
to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. But she said to him, sir, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where then do you get the living water? You are not greater than our father Jacob, are you? She has no idea. Who gave us this well and drank it of himself. Jesus answered and said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him shall never thirst, but the water that I will give will become in him a well of water springing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water. Give me a drink. Put some ice in it. So I will not be thirsty, nor come all the way here to draw. He said to her, go call your husband and come here. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you have correctly said, I have no husband, for you've had five husbands, and the one who you now have is not your husband. This you have said truly. The woman said to him, sir, I perceive you're a prophet. Our fathers worshiped in this mountain. Stay with me. I'm almost done. And you people say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, an hour is coming when neither... In this mountain, nor in Jerusalem, you will worship. You worship what you do not know. And I'm going to skip down just a little bit to verse 25. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming. When the one comes, he will declare all things. And Jesus said to her, I am who you speak of. At this point, his disciples came and they were amazed that he had been speaking with a woman. Yet no one said, who do you seek? Why do you speak with her? So the woman left her water pot and went into the city and said to the men, come see a man who told me all the things that I have done. This is not the Christ, is it? They went out into the city and were coming into him. Listen, this this touched me in this context because Jesus was speaking to this woman in such a tender way not in a judgmental way, not in a, I'm going to point my finger at you way, in a way where he said, listen, you don't have to live like this any longer. You can begin again with living water, living water that I give you. And you guys, the thing that touched me about this is she did just that. She left her water pot, which is very significant, but I don't have time to get into it. She left her water pot And she went into the city and she literally became the first woman missionary. (laughs) Told everyone, listen, come come see this guy that, that told me everything I ever knew. In that instance, because Christ touched her life and spoke to her and showed her there is a better way than how you're living, she was able to begin again. So as you move into 2022, those of you that have passed, maybe you've had five husbands, maybe you've had 10 husbands, maybe you had 10 wives. I don't really know. Maybe you've been addicted. Maybe you have a past that you feel very guilty about. I know that I definitely do. I'm in the really crappy past mode, okay? My past is absolutely horrible. And yet there was a day when Jesus met me right at that well that I was going to dig from again to get water out of. And he said, there is a better way. I am living water. I am living water. And he spoke to my spirit in such a way that I have never been the same since. Those of you that have a past, I want you to walk into 2022 knowing 
that you're not the first person that Jesus has dealt with with a past. When you seek him and seek forgiveness, he forgives and he allows you to walk in the new. Old things are passed away. All things become new. That's exactly what happened in my life today. I want you to walk forward. I want you to leave that past in 2021. And I want you to assume the new things that are promised to you via the spirit of the living God. Those are my two groups of people I'm really thinking about today during this week. Those of us that have been bogged down by mental things, anxiety, fear, whatever, and those of us that are about to walk into a new year, not giving our past power any longer. In the beginning, God. In the beginning again, God. I have been in the beginning again, and I put God right where he's supposed to be in the beginning of my new beginning. I love you guys so much. I got a question for you and um, we're going to take a break and I'll be right back with a question. Love y'all. We'll be back with more from Autumn right after this. Are you looking for a passionate speaker for your next conference, church function, or fundraiser? Autumn Miles is the right fit for you. As the founder of the Autumn Miles Ministry, a live event ministry, Autumn has not only spoken at events around the country, she has planned and directed them. Autumn is a survivor of domestic abuse, and she is passionate about educating the church on how to effectively assist victims. Her message of hope and healing has been shared on the big stage internationally. Autumn is devoted to spiritually challenging people to draw closer to God. She is a passionate advocate for the word of God, women, domestic violence victims, and adoption. To find out how you can book Autumn for your next speaking engagement, go to autumnmiles.com. Once you're there, just search the top of the index for the Invite Autumn tab, Click on it and scroll down for more information. Once again, that's autumnmiles.com. And now back to the Autumn Miles Show. Here's your host, Autumn Miles. Okay, guys, we are back with a question. This is a great New Year's question. Way to go, team. <laughs> And this is the question. It feels like certain relationships in my life are ending and new ones are beginning. How do I know when it's time to leave some relationships behind and move on to the new ones? I don't like to force friendships that feels like it simply isn't there. Listen, I've had to do this in my life. I think there there are life cycles to friendships. I have a lot of different friends that I I value for different reasons. So I have my my funny, fun friends, and then I have my prayer warrior friends, and then I have my mom friends, and then I, you know, I have my younger friends. But but friendships go through cycles, and it's not a bad thing for you to cycle out of a friendship, okay? Not a bad thing at all. There are people that really God brings into your life supernaturally for certain 
things are for certain seasons in your life where you desperately need them. And then naturally, maybe you grow past that relationship, or maybe they grow in a different relationship than you do. I think it's absolutely okay to have boundaries. The older I get, the more I'm like, listen, boundaries are a good thing. They're a healthy thing. Jesus even have boundaries. He, who do we see in Gethsemane? Who did he bring really, really close a little bit further? Peter, James, and John. Why did he do that? Because he had a more intimate relationship with them. Now, was he friendly with all the disciples? Absolutely. Okay. Except for Judas. Judas, he wasn't gone at that point, but he was about to be. There are people in your life that you will cycle out of. And I, and let's, let's stop the guilt on that. If a friendship is, if they're not putting in friendship with you and they're, that you don't feel like they're invested or whatever, it's probably nothing personal at all. It's just that you've kind of cycled through that season that that friend was incredibly important to you. It is a good thing when we move forward in our lives and when we grow, it is a good thing. I certainly wouldn't recommend you calling them and saying, I'm cutting you off. (laughs) But I think it's a mental shift that we make in our minds where, okay, this friend is not, not my bestie anymore, but there's still someone very dear to me because they served a very important purpose in my life. And you guys, we can respect them for walking with us in times that we desperately needed them, even though the intimacy of friendship is not as close as it used to be. It's okay. Walk in the new. Uh, Drop that guilt. That guilt is not from God. It is not one of God's attributes. It is, however, an attribute of the enemy. I hope this answered your question for you. Love you so much. Thank you for trusting me to answer your questions. And you might not even agree with my answer, but that's still my answer. Let me pray us out and then I will see you next week in the brand new year. I can't even believe this. Oh my gosh. Lord, we love you. We treasure you, Lord. We treasure you. You are precious to us. You are precious, Lord, as we head into 2022. (laughs) God, we ask you to reign as king of kings in our lives. We choose to put you at the beginning of our beginning. And God, we thank you in advance for giving us this new year. We thank you for what you're going to do in this new year. We thank you for all the things that you are going to create in this new year. We thank you for all the opportunities, all of the provision, all the protection, God, that we don't even know we need. We thank you, Lord, as sitting this next year as our good shepherd and protecting our lives. God, we thank you for an awesome Christmas season. And Lord, we walk into 2022 with eyes of hope because we know that you walk ahead of us and with us. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you guys. I will see you next week. Happy New Year. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Autumn Miles Show. To find out more, go to autumnmiles.com. There, you can book Autumn for your next speaking engagement. Her inspiring message will be sure to engage and touch the heart of your audience at your next conference, church event, or business function. While you're online, you can find out how to order Autumn's latest book, Gangster Prayer. Our prayer is that this book will lead you to an intentional and passionate prayer life that is in sync with the heart of God. 
go to autumnmiles.com to order your copy today. As we close, remember that you can follow Autumn on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Just search for Autumn Miles in your internet browser. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Be sure to join us next time for another edition of the Autumn Miles Show. Oh, <laughs>